headlines. The headlines on Metro FM Talk. 20 minutes it is before 8 p.m. And uh, we go straight into our headlines. And as you would imagine, our head- headlines have a lot to do tonight with uh, what's happening out of that IEC dashboard. And I'm um, looking at the province of the Eastern Cape there. Two-thirds of the way complete is the count. And uh, uh, let's take a look at what's happening in some of these places. So we don't have any results yet uh, from places like Onoshua and uh, yeah, parts of Mpashe is voting uh, there's voting wards there where we don't have the results yet. But um, I guess if uh, if one moves out somewhat uh, and looks at uh, some of the key areas here, it certainly does uh, hey, it does paint uh, somewhat uh, of a picture. And if you go to KZN, uh, I'm seeing a lot of pink on my screen. And uh, I don't know if that's indeed the color of the key there. Uh, but uh, it does look pink to me. And uh, pink in this case, of course, uh, is representative of Inkata Inkulego Yesizwe, uh, the Inkata Freedom Party. Uh, and uh, they certainly have put out a good showing. Uh, I mean, Ulundi, Pongolo, Big Five, Shabisa, Mfolozi, Kandla, Msinga, Alfred Duma. Yo, 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 yo. But to tell us a bit more about this, joined on the line uh, by uh, Paul uh, Berkowitz uh, from uh, Third Republic, uh, who uh, joins us uh, to make sense of some of these numbers. And uh, more importantly, I guess, uh, the uh, resurgence of the IFP and the Frey Hates Front Plus. Paul, good evening and welcome. Good evening, Ayabonga. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, man, long time. You well? Yeah, you're sounding very chipper for someone who's been covering elections probably 24 hey, hours. Tonight. No, 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 I'm, no, no, no. I haven't been covering it. Uh, to be fair, I think there there are many of my other colleagues uh, who have really been helping me out. I, I think I've been the slouch uh, in the team here at the, the public broadcaster. But uh, I know you've been very busy uh, and probably not getting much rest. But uh, let's start there, Paul, in in KZN. Um, yep. Paint a picture for us of the dynamics there. Uh, because right. I'm seeing a lot of pink, uh, yes. and I did say earlier on I'm a bit colorblind, so I'm not sure if if that is indeed the color. But I'm seeing a lot of pink, which says something to me about Inkata Freedom Party. Yeah, you're quite right. The the IFP has continued to uh, claw back a lot of the ground that it's lost over successive um, elections. Uh, probably 2011 was the low point for the party when the NFP was formed, and it took. A huge chunk out of the ISP's hide, but since then it's just been making a comeback, and it's it's showing up in in areas where it hasn't been strong before. You mentioned mm. a lot of the local municipalities in the Zululand district, mm. in the Mganyagude district, but even in inland in the western part of the province, in places like Nkosi, Langali, Balele, mm. uh, in Alfred Duma, in Okashlamba. And um, and in some of these bigger, what we call secondary cities, the second tier below the metros, the, the ANC is at risk of uh, losing Inflatuze and uh, Newcastle as well, big municipalities. Mm. Uh, and um, yeah, this is, um, it's not just a case of the IFP recovering lost ground over so many years, but actually making inroads in areas that the party hasn't uh, grown in before. There's even, as you said, there's patches of pink even further south, which has been an ANC stronghold mm. for a while in, in Dwede, uh, one or two voting districts in Mzumbe, and uh, in Umuziwalantu. So a bad day for the ANC. You could argue that 
the Zuma effect that we saw since around 2014 masked uh, a general decline by the ANC in the rest of the country, and maybe that's catching up with the past. But also, of course, Ah, uh, Paul, we seem to be battling with your line there. Uh, I don't know what's happening there. Um, try moving around for us for a second. Sure. Can you so, hear so, me yeah, now? Yeah, that, sounds, that sounds a lot better, yeah. Go ahead. All right. No, I was just saying, uh, it's it's not just a case of regaining lost ground. Uh, the, the ANC has lost the Zoomer effect that it had in 2014 and mm. 2016. And uh, not just that, but the the chaos and the violence and destruction that we saw in July has definitely had an impact. Uh, you can see that the ANC is, go- is heading for an unprecedented loss of um, ultimate majority in Etiquini Metro. Um, we know that factionalism has hurt the ANC as well with um, factions aligned to the so-called radical economic transformation movement refusing to campaign for the party, which has definitely cost it. Yeah, so um, one other interesting wrinkle in Edumbe, we've seen a, a resurgence of the NFP. That party yeah. has been very quiet for the last five to seven years, but it's likely to form a coalition with the ANC there and maybe even have control because it's got a plurality of the vote. Mm. And uh, what's also interesting to me is the DA has now won a, a KZN municipality outright in uh, Ungeni. Mm. So I, f- I found that very interesting. I mean, uh, if I look at uh, that 47.41% uh, of support there in uh, Umgeni uh, with the ANC coming in at 39%. Uh, and uh, I guess, you know, all of these are historically, traditionally ANC strongholds. Um, and I think all the reasons that you're mentioning uh, might account for, for the type of weak showing that we've seen. But I still come back to the IFP story. I mean, 70% in Msinga. Uh, I mean, that's no mean feat by any stretch of the imagination. But if we yeah. go, yeah, yeah. But if we go to some of the other provinces, I mean, I want us to, to go to the Eastern Cape, and we'll come back to some of the um, uh, metros with what we've seen coming through uh, from uh, Gauteng. But uh, I guess, unsurprisingly, we expect, uh, as as one would have expected, many of the rural uh, heartlands of the ANC remaining, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, stomping ground for the governing party in the Eastern. <laughs> True, but you are seeing uh, the ANC losing ground in the western part of the province, Ayabonga. Mm. If you look at Inkuba, uh, uh, Yetemba, the ANC still got a majority, but it's, it's, a, it's a very slim majority. It's in the low 50s. Mm. We knew that uh, Dr. Bayes Nodea, uh, which is a relatively new municipality, it was formed from the amalgamation of, of three other local municipalities in 2016. There, the ANC is below majority and risks losing that party. It's, mm. it's, uh, the, that municipality, it's only got 47% to the DA's 40%. Um, if we look at, uh, I'm trying to see if there are other upsets. Not really, but yeah, for um, the the Eastern Cape, uh, yeah. as you said, has been a traditional stronghold and, and the ANC still lost ground over there. Yeah, I mean, I think Mubaya Temba isn't something that one might just want to dismiss if you consider... Uh, that, uh, I mean, you have places like Craddock, which is a historic stronghold of the ANC in that part of the world, and the ANC getting less than 55% of the vote. Yeah, it, it is a bit of a shock. It's, um, you know, the, when you zoom into the, this map we're talking about, you've seen quite big patches of, of, of yellow, yellow. Mm. Of, yeah, yellow in, in the west, in the western part. It's still 
a pretty good result relative to the other provinces. If we, if we look, the, the ANC is still wall-to-wall from KZN to the southern part of, of the Free State, mm. those, those bordering places. But, yeah, uh, can't take anything for granted. And, yeah. um, and more losses in other provinces like uh, the Free State, where the ANC is just above 50%, mm. Northwest, as the, the ANC is at the moment below 55%. Uh, what's interesting to me is that the ANC seems at the moment to have recovered in Limpopo somewhat. It's mm. doing better. Uh, it, it's basically neck and neck in, in the, at about yeah. 63.5% of the overall provincial vote. It's really the Eastern Cape and, and Limpopo provinces where the ANC has performed well. But it, Well, the Northern it, Cape as well, would you not say? I guess, uh, although the numbers are much weaker than what might have been seen historically, but uh, seeing quite a bit, a bit of green there. And 88% of the vote count already done. Yes, yes. I mean, again, we know that there's only uh, a million, maybe a little bit more, a million and a half registered voters. But, uh, yeah, the ANC has done well. The ANC managed to regain absolute majorities in a couple of municipalities where it was a bit shaky in 2016. Mm. But the... We've also seen, and I think this is a more national trend in just the Northern Cape Ayabonga, that uh, the emergence of new parties, hyper-local parties, mm. which uh, in some cases have got just one seat or two seats. If you look at uh, Kai Kharib, uh, there's a new party there that's got at least four seats. The We have to see what that HFTF stands for. Mm. Sorry, there's so many hundreds of parties that... Um, it's sometimes hard to keep track of all of them. Yeah. But yeah, we've seen that. And um, and that's a, a trend as well in other areas. It's not just the emergence of Action SA, but some of these new parties, um, new independent parties, some that are uh, have been supported by the 1SA movement, for mm. example. We know that in Mfuleni, in, in South Gauteng, this new party, the New Horizon movement, is... Um, has got almost one and a half percent of the vote, yeah. which should get it a couple of seats in council. And um, existing parties like the Patriotic Alliance have really grown quite strongly. The, mm. the, that party has a number of seats in Western Cape municipalities yeah, where it yeah. could be Kingmaker, and that's also grown in Gauteng metros. Yeah. Paul, I want us to, to pause here for a second. When we come back, we go to the Western Cape. I'm seeing KDF. I'm seeing ICOSA. I'm seeing Good. I'm seeing KGP uh, and the Patriotic Alliance in places like Prince Albert, uh, where they uh, certainly uh, are getting a sizable chunk. Uh, and also we'll uh, take a look at what's happening out in Bordeaux in places like Plet uh, and uh, uh, take a look at the showing there of uh, the uh, DA and uh, the AS- ANC and of course also Patricia Dillard's Good Party. Send your voice notes to Metro FM Todd Hi Ayabonga This is Elvis Ramosebudi from Soshanguve. Uh, I am not surprised with KZN results for the ANC because Amazulu are tribalists. This is pure tribalism. They won't what? vote for uh, Cyril Ramaphosa because they regard Cyril Ramaphosa as not being Zulu but being a vendor ah, or another, vote for the ANC of as well. another language. Ah. But uh, let me tell you, 
it will bite them very badly because uh, the new uh, party that's going to take the municipalities is going to start from scratch whereby the ANC was just a continuation of what was already started so this is pure tribalism by the zulu people and i'm very disappointed when you vote you must vote with conscience yes i agree but uh, i think that zulus uh, must get a, a, a voter education thank you what LBC a tribalist comment right for for somebody who's calling other people tribalist i mean really i think yes there is a, a question around zulu nationalism but i wouldn't say uh, that the entire, you know, poll has been around issues of tribalism. I mean, go look at the ANC showing in 2019. If they really didn't like Sir Ramaphosa, I don't think uh, the ANC would have won that province. Uh, but but you Good evening, I am welcome. yeah, in Kazakhstan, I'm just happy for IFP. Congratulations to them. Uh, it looked like they took they took over from many wards, many municipalities. Aye, congratulations to them. When it comes to ANC, they need to learn to keep the uh, their members happy because they can uh, rule one way. Uh, this is a, they must take this thing. As a lesson, mm. not as a what what, as a lesson. Thanks for a nice show as always. Out, Laganipo. Huh? Paul, what do you make of those remarks? I, I'm not sold on the tribalism thesis, but maybe you can share some of your thoughts with us on that. And uh, also, Laganipo's comment uh, from Mlazi. I'm not 100% uh, sold. I, I definitely think you can't discount it entirely. I don't so, think it's so. a binary decision. Mm. We know that in 2014, the ANC's generally poor performance. The party lost uh, voting share in eight out of nine provinces and only grew in KZN. And at the time... Um, we did chalk it up at least partly to the Zuma factor, that um, there was an identification by voters with Zuma. There was a shared um, uh, cultural or, or ethnic background or history. Maybe I'm just using pretty words and euphemisms to talk about tribalism in other words. But as you said, it's not the entire story. Mm. Why is the IFP surging ahead uh, and not the NFP, for example? The NFP should share similar cultural backgrounds and, and touch points with the IFP. Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a counterpoint. Um, why is the DA? Why did the DA go in Guinea? Was it certainly not because of tribalism? Um, it could be the fact that um, there's a very strong local team that had a very strong, um, very dedicated. Uh, ground game and that has incrementally increased the DA share of a, a number of elections. You know, I want us to shift slightly away from uh, the Guazul uh, uh, Natal debate because I, I do think there's a multiplicity of factors uh, and you've already touched on them that drive that outcome. And of course, one of them might be um, you know, ethno-nationalist bent uh, as uh, what uh, the caller is suggesting. But uh, yeah, I still am yet to be persuaded on that one because if indeed that was the case, then I don't think we would have seen the outcome we saw in 2019 in the national election out in Guazul Natal. But um, that being said, let's come to the Western Cape. I mean, there's two parts for me that I find very, very interesting. Uh, 
I want us to start in Lanesburg. Um, and as we go to Lanesburg, uh, also, I guess, go to uh, the uh, municipal boundary just next door. But let's start there in Lanesburg. What do you make of how things have unfolded in that part of the world? And I guess uh, the ANC, uh, yeah, getting a good showing there. I don't know what the history of that particular area is, but um, we're just shy of two thirds of the vote coming in. ANC, 26.25%. KDF, 24.42 and the DA coming in at 23.71 seems like a balanced uh, a race at the moment it does seem like a balanced three horse race at the moment mm. uh, I'm just quickly looking to see what is the history there in 2016 Ayabonga, the ANC had 46% of the vote and the DA had 44% mm. now this is a small municipality so that translated into three seats each for the ANC and the DA out of seven seats, and the deciding seat was the Karua und Wickelungspartei, the KOP. And, um, yeah. And, um, and as you can imagine, given some of the history and the trends in Western Cape, there was fun and games. Initially, it was the DA and KOP forming a coalition, but the KOP uh, crossed the floor and formed a coalition with the ANC. So, you know, you have your cake and eat it. You've got two different coalitions with two opposing parties. Mm. But what are we looking at uh, now? The KOP is still there, but much smaller. It's the new party, the KDF, that's in second place. And as you said, um, ANC, KDF, DA, both in the low to mid-20s. Um, as things stand at the moment, no party has got a majority, and no party is likely to get a majority. Mm. The DA has nominally got three seats, ANC two, KDF one, and then the Patriotic Alliance with one. So a whole range of coalitions is possible. It could be a DA-led coalition, or it could be a coalition of, let's say, opposition parties, ANC, KDF, and the Patriotic Alliance. And I know what's coming next. This is by far not the only small municipality where uh, the vote is so varied and so split in the Western Cape. Mm. There's a number. Prince Albert's of, the other one. I mean, uh, interesting showing here by the... Um, Patriotic Alliance, and we understand that uh, the count is 100% complete. DA coming in at 37.4. KGP at 22% of the vote. And uh, the uh, Patriotic Alliance uh, getting just shy of 15%. Yeah, and again, um, Patriotic Alliance allocated one seat to the DA's three and the KGB, KGP's two. And this is a great evening for the Patriotic Alliance, especially in the province of Ayabonga. It's got the potential to be the kingmaker in a number of municipalities. I don't, I don't know if I've got the final count here, but mm-hmm. by my count, at least three or four. Wow. Including Cedarburg, Prince, Al- Prince Albert, as you said. Um, I'm just looking around for some of the others, but they're there. Mm-hmm. Let's come to Gauteng. Uh, where I guess there's a few bound municipal boundaries where there's a total tally that's been done. Uh, and I want us maybe, let's start in the western side. Uh, Mohale City, uh, let me just check there, 82% of the vote done. And uh, the ANC, 40, 40.35%, DA at 31%, EFF coming in at 14%. Uh, your thoughts on some of the coalition politics that might take root in uh, places? Uh, this is out in uh, Krugerstorp, I understand. Yes, 
And it's interesting, Ayabonga, this was also initially a coalition government mm. back in 2016. The ANC just missed the majority by one seat. Uh, I think 36 out of 73 seats or something. And so initially it was a grand coalition of opposition parties, including the DA, EFF, Freedom Front Plus, um, and I think the IFP. But um, the ANC, I don't know if you remember the story, managed to convince one or two DA or EFF uh, councillors to switch sides in the vote and subsequently the ANC ran the municipality but only as a minority government. Now the ANC has fallen even further. If, if the party had uh, about 48-49% of the vote in 2016 it's missing quite a few seats over there. So as you said, what happens with those coalitions? And What's interesting is as we look at the results now in the other Gauteng municipalities, not just the metros, in Rand West, in Merak, not Merafong, but mm. in uh, Mfuleni, in uh, even Lesedi, the ANC is dangerously close to just 50%. Um, all the options are available. So who are the possible coalition partners? There's the DA, there's the EFF, there's Action SA in the metros, mm. There's the Freedom Front Plus that the party continues to grow, mostly at the expense of the DA. Uh, there's the PA as well mm. and, and the IFP. But the big ones, the DA, EFF, ANC, Freedom Front Plus, um, and Action SA, one possibility, and I, I said this tongue-in-cheek an hour or two ago, the EFF could, take, uh, could really remove many of the ANC's headaches if they decided to form a coalition with each other. That mm. would give the ANC-EFF coalition a clear majority in Ikuleni, um, would get it very close in Tswane, uh, um, would get it um, almost over the line in the city of Joburg, would have implications for Etikwini as well. But um, that's, you know, that's saying it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Mm. Another option is for all of those other coalition opposition parties, the DA, EFF, Action, they say, and Freedom Front Plus and so on, to form coalitions and keep the ANC out. Yeah. But that seems like a more fragile, more complicated relationship. Uh, the DA leader, John Steenhuisen, said that the party will not work with the EFF in coalitions anymore. It's already been burnt over the last five years. But um, without the EFF, the EFF really looks to be the kingmaker in many of these metros, in Gauteng metros in the Etekwini. I don't see a stable coalition government of opposition parties without the EFF. Huh. Talk to me about Midval. Ah, Midval. Well, I think we, we, we spoke about Ngeni as a success story for the DA where it had slowly and steadily built up support until it won a majority. At the moment in Midval, the party's sitting at about, I think, 63, 64% of the vote, which is slightly better than it's done historically. We know that the outgoing Midval mayor, Mr. Bongani Baloy, um, has uh, been very widely uh, lauded and um, and um, admired not just by DA members but by opposition uh, parties as well. He's uh, done a lot for the municipality. He's pushed, as far as I can see, for development and service delivery, not just in the traditional DA areas, which has been a criticism leveled mm. at the party in, in Western Cape municipalities. And the DA has possibly benefited from that, or also benefited from the apathy and the lack of turnout from ANC supporters. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I guess that might be a big factor. Now, we also know that we haven't received all of the results coming through from uh, some of the... Uh, uh, you know, some of the uh, big metros uh, in full Twane and the city of Joburg. But let's go to the northwest. Uh, and I'm quite interested, I guess, in some of the places where uh, a full tally is out, uh, where we're not seeing a lot of, I guess, patches of white there. Um, and uh, yeah, it seems uh, like it's still a much, very much ANC country. Uh, but uh, a lot of yellow I see um, in parts of uh, uh, Pomfret, uh, Matlosana, uh, out in Klagstop. Very much ANC and uh, JB Marks, uh, of course, uh, ANC, they might have to lead in coalition. Uh, let's maybe take a look at that. 80% of the vote done in JB Marks. ANC 42.47, DA just shy of 30%. Frey 8's front plus, a lot of purple there, just shy of 10%. And I would imagine, you're sorry, just shy of 16% or over 16%. I'd imagine that uh, with some of the you know tally still to come in in the southern parts of that uh, uh, municipal boundary uh, that we might uh, expect uh, a few more votes coming in from the for the freyards front plus as well yes and it's an interesting uh, province to look at ayabonga because if i'm not mistaken it was only rustenburg in 2016 that the, where the anc lost yes. a majority and had to form a coalition yes. but we're seeing this increased pattern this this trend of of the anc losing majorities and and coalition governments forming it's not just rustenburg anymore where at the moment mm. the anc is dancing around 50% as you said it's jb Knox, but it's uh, it's also places like uh, legua tiamane where the anc is fallen at the moment below 50% um, now, lady, the ANC is barely about 40%, although there is still a lot of the vote to come in. Um, places like even Ditsabotla, the ANC is barely about 50%. Mm. And, um, yeah, uh, and um, as you said, uh, we saw this trend in a lot of the by-elections over the last few years, particularly between 2019 and the present Ayabonga, that the Freyat uh, Front Plus, the Freedom Front Plus, was winning increasing shares of the vote of the deer. Mm. And we've seen that now. Now, if we look at J.B. Marks, now, that was another municipality that was formed in 2016 from the amalgamation of Fentestorp uh, and Clockwe. Mm. And, you know, some of the more cynical among us at the time said, because the ANC was having problems maintaining a majority in Clockwe, that the uh, amalgamation of the municipalities was there to help the ANC retain its so majority. Well, it doesn't have a majority there yeah. at the moment, does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I, I remember hearing a lot of people speaking about gerrymandering at the time out in the northwest. Uh, and uh, it does seem, I mean, if you look at that and places like Tsobotla as the numbers come through, uh, that uh, there might be a lot more by way of coalitions out in the northwest. But, uh, uh, Paul, just before I let you go, I guess um, the other element that I'm quite interested in, uh, just to hear some of your thoughts on, is... Uh, yeah, the province of Mpumalanga, where I'm just seeing green, it seems uh, uh, just shy of 60% of the tally done. Uh, and uh, doc, Dr. Pigs Liga is Zagaseme, very, very much green, but I guess, uh, yeah, strong showing by the EFF as well, because uh, in some of the wards, I mean, I look at um, Ward 10 uh, in that uh, Dr. Pigs Liga is Zagaseme area, and uh, EFF getting 30.6% of the vote. Uh, to the ANC's 49%. Yes. Uh, 
Mbumalanga is a province and an area where the EFF has been growing quite consistently. Mm-hmm. Remember, the party started off and, and its traditional base, well, traditional as in a, a seven-year-old party, was in those so-called northern provinces, northwest, yes. Limpopo, Mbumalanga. But what's interesting about Mbumalanga, Ayabonga, is it was the only province in 2016 where the ANC retained its majorities in wall-to-wall provinces. It was considered the stronghold. Now, that isn't true anymore because the ANC looks to have lost Lagua. Um, it's only on 42% of the vote. Uh, the Lagua Community Forum is almost 20%, and it's very possible that if the ANC, well, it's more likely that the ANC will retain that municipality, albeit through a coalition, but uh, you never know. And at the moment, with some of the other votes, uh, the ANC hasn't made up lost ground in Governor Becky. It's below 30%. Imalachleni, it's barely hanging on to majority. Victor Kanye as well, slim majority. So... You know, the ANC is continuing to lose ground and in new areas where it had previously been unassailable. Hmm. Yeah, I guess uh, interesting set of developments here and only time will tell, uh, Paul, uh, as the numbers come in, uh, how the cookie will crumble in many of the big metros uh, and, of course, I guess what type of uh, coalition jostling, bargaining and jockeying uh, that will unlock. But I want to thank you for taking time out to speak to us this evening. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I have long. Awesome stuff. Paul Berkowitz there joining us uh, this evening from Third Republic, where he is a director. And uh, yeah, we'll continue. So 